Look at Deuteronomy chapter 11 and look in verse 1. The Bible said, Therefore thou shalt love the Lord thy God and keep his charge and his statutes and his judgments and his commandments always. And know ye this day. I'm interested in those two words. For I speak not with your children which have not known and which have not seen the chastisement of the Lord your God, his greatness, his mighty hand, and his stretched out arm, and his miracles and his acts, which he did in the midst of Egypt, unto Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, unto all his land. And what he did unto the army of Egypt, under their horses, under their chariots, how he made the water of the Red Sea to overflow them as they pursued after you, and how the Lord hath destroyed them unto this day. And what he did unto you in the wilderness until you came into this place. And what he did unto Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliam, the son of Reuben, how the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up, and their households and their tents, and all the substance that was in their possession in the midst of all Israel. But your eyes have seen all the great acts of the Lord which he did. He said, therefore shall you keep all the commandments which I command you this day. I want to preach this morning if the Lord would help me on the decision of the day concerning the law of God. Now you'll find in verse 8, there's the decision of the day concerning the land. Talking about uh, Canaan's land, the victorious Christian life. And then you'll find in verse 13, uh, the decision of the day concerning love. Our love toward Him. What does our heart beat after uh, today? I'm afraid in the independent Baptist movement, uh, we begin to beat more for the world than we have the things of God. I remember a day when our heart beat for uh, the things that were of God uh, and we were looking forward to going to church. Uh, I like thank God for those uh, that will go to the house of God and be excited about being there. Not their mind uh, on a ball game somewhere. Uh, have their mind uh, on something else uh, uh, concerning uh, the love of God. I read yesterday in Proverbs uh, he said son give me uh, thy heart. You know what young people the Lord wants out of you more than anything? He wants your heart. If He can get your heart, He'll get your life. Praise God. It's a good day in my life when I gave Jesus all of me. I said, Lord, I can't do anything, but I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you me. And thank God, that's the best thing I ever done. That's been a long time ago, over 40 years ago, and it's been good. I thank God. To live for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Concerning the love. And then in verse 26, the decision of the day concerning living. He said, if you live for God, you'll be blessed if you obey His commandments. He said, if not, you'll be cursed. Are you hearing me? See, if you're saved, son, I don't know you, you don't know me. But if you're saved, God expects you to obey Him. And here's what He said. He said, I'll bless the socks off of you if you do. 
but I'm going to rip your hide if you don't. Amen. Uh, we've got a crowd today. I'm telling you, they're living in sin and there's no chastisement. You know why? They don't belong to Him. I'm telling you, friend, I can't even get by with a thought that the Holy Ghost said, hey, you know better than that. You know why? Because He lives in me. Uh, this crowd today, uh, there seems to be no chastening hand of God because uh, they've never been born again. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll give you three things. First of all, decisions are a personal choice. Decisions, you make a decision. Young man, you're going to have to decide if you're going to live for God or not. Now, there's young people that grow up in our churches, and when they get 18, 19, they, Brother Aldridge, have to make a decision. Am I going to follow the way I've been preached to? Am I going to get in this thing? Am I going to sing in the choir? Am I going to read my Bible every day? Am I going to pray every day? Am I going to have a relationship with God? Or am I just going to go and sit on the pew like everybody else and just blend in? It's a personal choice. Amen. Can I say number two? Thank God it's not a program choice. I'm glad Brother Chris God did not make us robotic. I'm glad that I serve him because I love him. I serve him because I want to. I'm glad, thank God, Brother Darby, what he did for me. I don't want to ever get over the fact of what Jesus did for me. I'm glad I serve him by choice. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I say sometimes people's choices affect us. We know what Adam said. The Bible said, Adam, uh, what he did, it affected all humanity. His decision, the Bible said, death passed upon men and all men because of what Adam did. But then we think of Jochebed. We think of Moses' mother. She made a decision to put her life in jeopardy and to hide her son. But you know what happened with that decision? When Moses came to a time that he had to make a decision, he chose rather to suffer with the people of God than the riches of this world. Can I say, Mom and Dad, I know sometimes children go astray, but if you'll make the right decisions, it makes it easier on them to make the right decisions to live for God. Amen. Oh, listen, Mom and Dad, if you make it like that you enjoy being in church and not you have to go but that you get to go and you get in this thing and you worship it makes it easier for your children to see what you're doing and makes it easier for them to say I want what they got amen amen in our passage of scripture basically the Lord walks them down memory's lane number one he said the decision of the day. I want to remind you of the principle of chastisement. Now here's what he said. Your children don't know about this yet. But here's what he wanted them to be reminded of. How that they disobeyed God's law. They disobeyed God's word. They rebelled against it. You know we're living in a day of rebellion. 
Uh, there's a lot of people, they don't even care no more. They'll put all that garbage on Facebook of how they're out there in the bikinis and all that garbage. They don't even care anymore. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. They just rebel against the law of God. I'm asking you this morning, you need to make a decision today what you're going to do concerning the law of God. If you're going to to uh, obey uh, or rebel. Not only they rebelled against the law of God, but the lawgiver, God's man. You ought to thank God for your preacher. Not get mad. Uh, not get upset. You ought to thank God you had a man that preached to you. I'm glad. Thank God. I came up under a fire breathing Holy Ghost filled preacher that burnt my hide. He loved me enough to tell me what the Bible said and what God expected out of me. And I'm grateful. Thank God that he did. That I had that kind of preaching that I came up under. Amen. You know what? There's times preachers said some things that hurt my feelings but I never got mad. Brother Aldridge, I didn't want to go whoop him. Amen. Then there's some preachers preach on things that's not in the Bible and I kind of laugh with them. Amen. I preached somewhere years ago and a man preached against owning a motorcycle. And uh, at that time, I didn't own a motorcycle, but I was going to get one. Uh, uh, you know, and you know what I did while he said that? I laughed and said, amen, preacher, let it rip, praise God. I don't care. I'm going to buy one for one one, amen, uh, because that isn't in the Bible. But I'm telling you, we ought not get angry, upset with a man that tries to tell us what God has to say. I'm grateful for a man of God that will labor in the Word and preach to us, amen. He said, I want to remind you of the principles of chastisement. Number two, he said, of my power. He used the word greatness. That's the magnitude of his power. You know, his power is immeasurable. You cannot measure the power of God. You know what? I'm, I pray in these days that this generation would see the power of God. I've been fortunate enough in the last 50 years of being saved. I've been in some services where I've experienced the power of God. But we're grazing a generation that is just humdrum and it don't seem to get a hold of them. Oh, that God would help this generation to experience the power of God in their daily lives and in the church service. He reminded them of his power, the magnitude of it. He said his greatness and then also his mighty hand. Aren't you glad he's got a mighty hand this morning? Amen. Brother Laddie, do you know he can do what he wants to, when he wants to, and how he wants to, and he don't ask anybody for permission? Oh, yeah. We like to put God in a box, Brother Allen. We like to tell him that he can't work over here. I remember I went to Bible college. Brother Randy Holloway, him and his dear wife, when he's a dear black brother, and he went to an area in South Carolina to start a church. And I remember his wife was at Brother Rains. They were there one night back in the 90s and at the camp meeting. And they had her to get up and sing, Do You Know How It Feels? Well, they only tore that place apart, amen. But here's what she said. <laughs> 
Brother Aldridge, here's what she said. She said, I was a teenager, and I was standing in a Methodist choir, and I had my robe on while I was just standing in the choir, minding my own business, and the Holy Ghost came to where I was and said, you're lost, and you need to be saved. And she said, I got born again. I'll tell you, God will save him where he wants to. You can't put him in a box. God will do what he wants to because of who he is because of his power and his mighty hand hallelujah he said I want to remind you the principle of chastisement number two my power number three my pity he said his stretched out arm that stretched out arm you know what the longer you serve him the more you realize how merciful he is oh you know what he could have done brother John he could have left them where he found them in bondage. He could have left them as slaves. Are you hearing me? But he brought them out. I thought, Brother, Brother Wills, I was studying this last night. I, I thought, you know what? He could have left me where he found me. But thank God he didn't. I'm glad. To, oh, listen. I remember, Brother John, you know what you was doing and where you was when he found us. I was just eight years old, already slipping behind my parents' back and drinking what I could get a hold of, smoking cigarettes that I could steal at eight years old. Are you hearing me? But thank God Jesus came by. And he rescued me. And he changed me. And he picked me up. And he did not leave me where he found me. Hallelujah. The Lord said, you know what? You, when you make this decision of the day concerning my law, I just want to remind you where I found you. Amen. He could have left him where he found them. Also, he could have let them do without. But you know what he did? He blessed them. He clothed them. I believe Dr. Simpson sitting back there was preaching to Brother John's years ago and I happened to be there. And he said, and you correct me preacher if I'm wrong, but I believe you said that would take around 80 boxcar loads of manna to feed that crowd every morning. What about that? What about that? Think about God doing that every day. How many times in our personal lives, uh, Brother Beatty, that we have come uh, to a point where we didn't know what we was going to do and how we are going to work it out. And just in time, always on time, He comes through and He delivers. Uh, I want to say, after 50 years of being saved, I had no sad songs to sing. I want you to know He's been good to me. He's taken care of me. I want you to know uh, thank God uh, He has supplied every need. I've never sat on the side of the highway and couldn't go anywhere because I didn't have no gas. Uh, I've never sat in the dark uh, in the house because I couldn't pay my power bill. I've never went to bed hungry because I didn't have no food in the house. I'm telling you, He's been good to us. Hallelujah. Amen. Bless His holy name. He said, I want to remind you hmm, of my pity, my mercy. Think about where you deserve to be today. It isn't sitting in here. It ought to be in hell. But it's mercy. He said, I want you, when you think about what you're going to do, if you're going to obey me or not, think about what I've done for you.
Some of you young people have been blessed. You've been raised in a Christian home your whole life. Boy, you ought to take a lap around the building. That God has been good to you. That you've been raised in an atmosphere. Never been one can of beer in the refrigerator. Never had to know when, wonder when daddy was coming home because he's out drunk. And I'm telling you, God has been good. He said, when you make your decision, young people, and you will make that decision, there is a, there is a choice to be made. We have young people in our churches today. They're good kids, but they're not godly kids. They're not walking with God. They don't have a relationship with him. Oh, make that decision this morning that you're going to walk with him and stay with him by the good grace of God. Amen. Amen. Number four, he said, I want to remind you of the plagues. He said, my miracles. We know what they are. Change the water into blood, increase the frogs, dust into lice, the swarm of flies, destroy the cattle, the boils, the fire, the hell, the locusts, the darkness, and the death angel. You know, we underestimate the miracles that God can do. Now this crowd, Brother Chris, these faith healers that are a bunch of liars, that <clears throat> this crowd that claims they can raise the dead, they're a bunch of liars. I was working in Mississippi back in around 93. I was working in the warehouse of a furniture factory. And uh, Brother, Brother Darby, this guy came every week. He drove for Badcock and came picked up the furniture. And, uh, and so one day he came and John was um, a fellow there. And then I worked with John. I believe John was a saved man. And this man was that apostolic faith. Uh, and he told John, yeah, he said, oh, sister so-and-so said she died last week. And I looked at him and it's a wonder he didn't kill me. But I said, that's why you're a liar. He said, what? I said, you're a liar. If you could raise the dead, would you not do it to someone you've known for 20 years and somebody you love? And he ran outside, got his weights out of his truck, and he's out there benching. And they said, Rev, he's coming to kill you. I said, that's all right. I'm tired of this crowd that'll lie. But I will tell you, there is a God in heaven that does still work miracles, and he can do what he wants to. Amen. Oh, yes. There's some that he chooses to heal, Brother Tyler. There's some he chooses to heal them, taking them home. I remember when my dad got COVID and he's in the hospital. And he called me on a cell phone, hacking and coughing. We talked maybe a minute or two every day. And he called me about two weeks in, Brother Aldridge. And he said, he said, preacher, he said, don't pray against me. I'm praying God will take me home. I said, oh, Dad, you're going to be all right. You're going to come back to the house. And he said, oh, no. He said, I'm not coming to that house. I'm not coming to your house. I'm going to that house. He knew something I didn't know. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. Hey, you know what? I'm glad. Thank God. Hey, the Lord healed him all right. He got to thank God in her too. What he's been testifying about. I thank God for 40 years. I'm glad. Hallelujah. Sometime God performs a miracle that he desires. Sometimes he lets people live and sometimes he takes them home. Our days are numbered. Brother Terry Pace dropped dead yesterday. I don't know how old he was. I heard 60, 61. You know what, Brother Jody? 
His days were numbered. I don't know when my time. But I'm going to tell you something. I know God can do anything he wants to. Hallelujah. Not only the plagues. He said, but I want to remind you of Pharaoh. You know what about Pharaoh? Is he defeated a king? Can I tell you young people. You're going to have battles in your life. But if you submit to the word of God. And the law of God. He'll help you fight your battles. He can defeat the kings that raise up in your life. He said I want to remind you. I gave you victory. I'm glad thank God. Every now and then. He'll remind us of a victory that he gave us in the past. Sometime the devil will try to tell you he's going to take you down. But God reminds you that he already have given you victory and he'll do it again. Amen. He said I defeated a king. I drowned an army. What about that? Of course the critics say that there was only six inches of water in the Red Sea. Well, that's even a greater miracle. He drowned that whole crowd in six inches of water. Amen. <laughs> he drowned an army. You know what that means? He can help you in anything in your life. Amen. Brother Aldridge, I didn't know. But I'm starting to hear more of it. Of young people contemplating suicide. God, help us. Why would you want to take your precious life? I'm telling you, God can give you victory. God can give you victory. For someone who gave his life to Jesus, I got saved at 8, but at 18 I sold out and gave him all that I am. And you know what? I can tell you it's a good life to live. I have no regrets this morning. I'd do it all over again. Don't ever listen. When you're going through that valley, I'm telling you, he is able to give you the victory. Amen. Concerning the law of God. They come to Pharaoh. He wanted to remind them of that. Then he wanted to remind them in verse 5 of their pilgrimage in the wilderness. How? That they tasted heavenly food. They triumphed over hostile forces. They were touched with healing fingers. Now listen, they, he tolerated them with their human faults. Isn't that a blessing? <laughs> oh, some of us think more of ourselves than we ought to. I've got news for you. We're all full of faults. If you follow me around, you'd say, man, I can't believe Brother Barnes has so many. But if I followed you around, I'd say the same thing. Amen? And you know what's amazing? This is the greatest part of salvation to me, Brother Will, is that he knew how sorry I would be, and he saved me anyway. Isn't that a blessing? He knew how we'd fall. He knew how we'd falter. But thank God he loved us enough in spite of us and saved us anyway. Hallelujah. Amen. We find, he said, tolerated with human faults, treated with highest favor, tagged them with holy footwear. Hey, 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 their shoes never wore out. Amen. They'd have put old J.C. Penny out of business. But the truth of the matter is, thank God. Well, listen, he wanted to remind them when it came to the decision of the day of some things that he had done for them. But then, Brother Aldrich, he wanted to remind them of the pit. He said, I want you to remember Dathan and Abiram, how that they tried to conquer the people of God. They tried to corrupt the people of God. You know what the Bible said in Numbers chapter 16? The Bible says, young man, 
that God opened up the pit. They went to hell with their boots on, friend. It's exactly what happened to them. Here's what he's saying. You go your way. You try to go against God, you might end up a dead man just like them. He wanted to remind them, Brother Jody, that thank God there's a decision to make. Which way are you going to go? He reminded them of all their good, the good things he's done for them. Then reminded them of the pit. He reminded them that there's a payday. You know, I, I, I love when I see young people get right with God that have went out, they've come back. But Brother Chris, I'm more grateful for those who never leave. I'm more grateful for those. I remember years ago, Brother Steve Griffith, my pastor, he preached to Brother Ranges back in the 90s, throwing the party for the wrong son. He said we should be throwing a party for those who never leave, not those who leave and come back. Oh, don't misunderstand me. We're grateful when they come back. But oh, isn't it wonderful when they're 25 and they're 30 and they got their own family and they've never went out into the world and they stay with God and they stay with the church. Thank God for that. Hallelujah. I'm grateful. And he ended it in verse 8 and said, What are you going to do this day concerning the commandments of God?